0: We are gonna cut here in the
1: workshop. We are okay. So
0: after the green time, I'll just I'll just put the
1: uh,
0: the stools up here and we'll leave your stand up here and uh, I'll make sure they are the video is
1: Uh,
0: not 100 percent sure yet, but uh, they've they've uh, offered her. Well, haven't officially offered her a job, but they've said, "Hey, uh, over at Village 360 Buzz Coffee, and they they would love for her to come work there."
2: Yeah.
1: True. Uh Normally no. But We shall see.
0: Good morning, everyone, and happy Father's Day to all the dads and the granddads in the game. It is wonderful to see you here. Thank you to everyone uh, as well for tuning in, tuning in on uh, online, Facebook, and YouTube. Let's stand together and let's worship together. Today is going to be a very special day. You're going to be very glad that you were here. So let's sing, sing, sing. Here we go.
2: right. All right.
3: Here we go. One, two. We will sing, sing, sing And make music with for heavens We will sing, sing, sing Grateful that you hear us When we shout your praise Lift high the name of Jesus One more time now We will sing, sing, sing sing, And make music with the heavens We will sing, sing, sing Grateful that you hear us When we shout your praise Lift high the name of Jesus What's not to love about you? Heaven and earth adore you. Kings and kingdoms bow down. Son of God, you are the one. Yes, you are the one we live before. You are the love that frees us. You are the light that leads us like a fire burning. Son of God, you are the one. You are the one we live in for. See, see, see. And make music with the heavens. See, see, see grateful that you hear us when we shout your praise lift high the name of Jesus what's not to love about you heaven and earth adore you kings and kingdoms bow down Son of God, you are the one. You are the one we're living for. You are the love that frees us. You are the light that leads us. Like a fire burning. Son of God, you are the one. You are the one we live before for. We will sing. sing, 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 and make music with the heavens. We will sing, 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 grateful that you hear us when we shout your praise. With time, and we will sing. We will sing, sing, sing. sing, sing. And make music with the heavens Sing, sing, sing Grateful that you hear us When we shout your praise oh, High the name of Jesus Only oh, we lift your name
0: What a privilege it is to join God in building His kingdom right here. Amen? What a privilege it is to be used by Him to show and share His love and invite people to follow Him. It's an honor and a privilege. Let's invite Him to do that one more time right now. Come set your rule and reign in our hearts again
3: Increase in us we pray Unveil why we're made. Come set our hearts ablaze with hope. Like wildfire in our very soul. Spirit, come invade us now. We are your church. We need your power in us. We seek, seek Your kingdom first. We hunger and we thirst. Refuse to waste our lives. You're our joy and pride. To see the captive hearts released, hurt the sick, the poor, at peace. Lay down our lives for heaven's cause. We are your church. We pray, revive this church. God, build your kingdom right here. Build your kingdom here. Let the darkness fear.
4: Show your mighty hands.
3: Heal our streets and. Set your church on fire with this station back. Change the atmosphere. Build your kingdom here. We pray. Unleash your kingdom's power. Reaching the near and far. No force of hell can stop Your beauty-changing hearts. You made us for much more than this. Awake, the kingdom seed in us. Fill us with the strength of our Christ. We are your church. We pray, revive this this earth. Oh Lord, build your kingdom here, build your your kingdom here, here. let the darkness fear. Show your mighty hands, hands. heal our our streets, and rend, set your your church on fire. Win this nation back, change the atmosphere Build your kingdom here, we pray. One more time. Build your kingdom here, let the darkness fear. Show your mighty hand, heal our streets and rent. Set your church on fire. When this nation Change the atmosphere, build your kingdom here. We pray.
0: Right. The Bible says that Jesus is the way and the truth, and the life. And that no one comes to the Father except through Him. Jesus is our salvation. He is the one who saves. He is the one who restores and redeems. Let's celebrate that right now.
3: Grace of God has reached for me. Hold me from the raging sea, and I, I am safe on the solid ground.
1: The
3: Lord is, is my salvation. salvation. I will not feel when darkness fall. His strength will help me scale these walls. I'll see the dawn of the rising sun. The Lord is my salvation. He is like Him. Who is like the Lord our God? Strong to stay faithful in
2: love. is
3: paid and the victory won. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my salvation, yeah, yeah. My hope is hidden in the Lord. He fires each promise of His Word. When winter fades, I know spring will come. Lord is my salvation Who's like? Who is like Like the Lord I got Strong to stay stay faithful in love My debt is paid And the victory won Lord is my salvation. Glory be. Glory, Glory be, be to God the Father. Father. Glory, Glory be to God the Son. Son. Glory be to God the Spirit. The Lord is my salvation. Glory be to God the Father. Glory be to God the Son. Glory be to God Spirit what is my, my salvation God. Who's like? Who is like the Lord our God, God. Strong to stay faithful in love My in his is paid And the victory won one. Lord is my salvation. One more time, church. Who is like the Lord? Our God. strong to save faithful. In love. My death is paid. And the victory won. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord, the Lord, Lord is,
1: is my salvation. salvation.
3: Oh, yes, yes. The Lord, Lord is is salvation. Salvation. the Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my salvation. Lord is my salvation.
0: Church, let's pray. God, we thank you so very much for being our salvation, for providing a Savior through Jesus, for providing an opportunity to live life on purpose, to live life with a mission, to live life with the privilege of being able to love you and love others. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Everyone have a seat for a second. Once again, I want to say Happy Father's Day. Is it okay if we put a smile on your face for the next few minutes? Take a look at the screen.
5: first thing my dad does when he gets up is go make the coffee. Okay. The first thing my coffee? dad does when he gets up is go okay. make the coffee. First thing okay, is okay. Next next thing. coffee? I want some go. coffee. I think I think Let's go ahead and pause yeah. that. Let's okay. start that one more time. For some reason, I it's playing I'm twice. It's up. It up. And then I drink it. Here you go. This is delicious coffee. Thank you. Next, he fixes the car. Run, here you go.
0: Tell you what, let's go back a slide. Oh, nails. And then start one more time. All right.
2: Okay.
5: The first thing my dad does when he gets up is go make the coffee. Okay. Who wants coffee? I want some coffee. Okay. First, I smash the beans. Then I mix them up, and then I pour some cream, and then I heat it up, and then I drink it. Here you go. This is delicious coffee. Thank you. Maxie fixes the car. Wrench. Here you go. Oh, nail. Um, light bulb. All done. Then he probably has to fix the thing, too. Hand me a hammer. Bang, bang, bang. Hand me a pipe. Hand me a popsicle. Why do you need a popsicle? Because it's delicious. He likes to cheer at my sports games. Yeah, kick that ball. Score a basket. Goal! Then he grows the food. What are you growing us for dinner tonight? Hamburgers. Hot dog, Mac and cheese. Cheese. Mashed potatoes. Strawberries. Raspberries. Blackberries. Mmm, sounds great. Then he prays for dinner. Thank you for our cat. Thank you for our friends. And thank you for the world. The friendship never ends. Amen. After dinner we played games. I played Uno. You wanna play Uno? Sure, yep. A blue five. I have a blue two. A green two. Draw four, 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 draw four. You have to draw five thousand and twenty-four cards. Then he tells me a story at bedtime. Once upon a time, there was a dragon in the castles. He is a fire-breathing dragon and an ice-breathing dragon. And they all live ever after the end. My dad always encourages me. I'm so proud of you. I will always be there for you. I love you, and Jesus loves you very much. You are a really good kid. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. You're the greatest. Yep. Thanks. Bye. See you later. Break a leg.
0: (laughs) I've been waiting all week to show that to you. I'm
1: so excited about it.
0: Sincerely, Happy Father's Day. We have a very, very uh, special Uh, presentation that's going to be happening here shortly. But before we do that, take a few moments to greet the folks around you and just ask them, hey, what are your plans for Father's Day today? And we'll continue here in just a second. Thank you.
4: Here
1: you go do so right? Do you have your questions memorized? I only have three. You only have three? Actually, I only have two questions. First one is the introduction. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So I still have that in front of me. Keep up with what I'm doing. A million dollars. Okay. Other than that, I'm good. That's like It's uh, like water. Okay. Good okay. luck. Just
6: have to so, you are a neurologist, is that correct? Pediatric neurologist, okay. Same as Rich. She's
1: better? Well, I hear you're good. I hear you're very, very good. So we're really glad you're here today. Of course. I hope today's a really good experience. Yeah.
6: On. Is, can y'all hear me? Okay. No. no? Okay. Uh, there. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Fantastic. All right. Fantastic. We're talking. let you kick us off here.
7: Uh, that was great. Go. That's not what you mean, huh? Uh, okay. So Dore um, is my friend from Mongolia. She's a pediatrician.ologist She's visiting with her husband Agi and her two boys. They're here for the week. Um, first the six weeks they'll spend in the United States. I did 10 years of medical missions in Mongolia where I'd go over each summer uh, to see patients. Uh, And it was a a Christian-based evangelical outreach missions. And Dore uh, was my translator over there. So I had no clue what people were saying. Uh, So she would (coughs) explain it to me and and tell me uh, to, to, you know, be cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but we 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 were together for a lot of years over there. While we were over there, I watched their, um She's from Ulaanbaatar. I watched them evolve from a an orphanage with the church in the basement and us going out to see the patients to um, and, and the country that had no care for any children with disabilities to. By the time I left, they had a building next to the church that um, saw kids with disability, had occupational therapy, had physical therapy. Dore is the only physician. She actually is the child neurologist for it. It was the first developmental center in the country of Mongolia, and she runs it. She's actually over here in the United States to um, actually learn how to read EEGs she will be going down to New Orleans to spend four weeks with a child neurologist down there teaching her everything there is to know about epilepsy and more.
6: Awesome. Well, fantastic. Hey, Jim, we're still getting a little bit of music. I don't know if it's coming through the monitors or through the speakers, but it's real light. But I'm still hearing that. So, um, Or it could be angelic choirs from heaven. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> So, Jerry, first of all, Rich, thank you so much for the introduction. Jerry, could you tell us a little bit about your work in Mongolia, a little bit of what you do?
4: Hello, everyone. Very nice to see you all. And uh, I work uh, um, as a pediatric neurologist in one development center. Mm -hmm. Uh, We serve all our Mongolian kids Mm -hmm. who have uh, some special needs, (coughs) especially Most of them have a cerebral palsy and different kind of syndromes and and epilepsies and developmental delays. Hmm. Okay. Okay, awesome. Fantastic.
7: Dari, uh, maybe you could share with us a little bit about how you came to your faith. Mm
4: -hmm. And uh, um, when I was uh, to the pediatric residency, I met my teacher, Rita Browning. She uh, worked... In Mongolia for over ten years, and uh, she actually was the missionary. And uh, while she teaches the pediatrics, she shared her faith to us. And uh, actually, the Christianity is very new in Mongolia. The main religious is Buddhist, and the first time it was so strange and like a foreign, foreign religion, and uh, Day by day, year by year, um, my teacher influenced us, and uh, I just like inside the back of her there is something, and I'm really looking for that the special thing, and then I uh, recognize that there, is, there are the real God, Jesus, yeah.
7: Awesome. Can okay, I just add to that? That Rita is is uh, she's a pediatrician from Kentucky. And she and Margie, who is a pediatric occupational therapist from North Carolina, came over as single women to the country of Mongolia, speaking no Mongolian. Uh, And they set up uh, over there, they established the orphanage, and they planted a church as part of that. And Rita had the um, foresight to think (coughs) she wanted to, to train pediatricians the best literature in the world is in English, so let's teach them English as and the reason would be that they could then they could read about the current literature and pediatrics, but English was also the route to teaching them about Christianity. So it's 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 God and working through Reed and Margie to reach a country in an intricate, intertwined way.
6: Hmm. Awesome. Fantastic. That's really cool. Uh, So, Jure, we live, uh, obviously, we live in a a culture where, for us, we kind of have our accepted norms of what church looks like. And our norms are mostly what we've grown up with. And yet, our world uh, is vastly different in the way people celebrate their faith. Their faith in Jesus and other parts of the world sometimes looks a little bit different from ours. So, Jerry, could you tell us a little bit about your church in Mongolia and what's that look like?
4: The, uh, after uh, my teacher, uh, Rita Browning, uh, go, went to China. Uh-huh. And uh, the one of the guy became the pastor.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And during the COVID time, we locked down about one and a half year, and uh, we do the church service online,
2: mm-hmm.
4: on Zoom. And uh, about a year ago, we started to gather again. Hmm. Okay. And uh, that was the big change okay. for, for us. Okay. And now we started to children's ministry again and trying to uh, start the youth ministry Mm-hmm. And the, everything is becoming uh, okay. normalized now. Okay, okay.
6: And um, so in, in a typical church service, what would a typical church service look like for you guys? Like for us, we usually come, we gather, we sing. We may dismiss the children after we're singing to go back for children's church. There's a sermon. What does is, what is your typical like, church service look like for you guys?
4: Very similar uh, uh-huh. with you all. The, we start the, the church 10:30, and uh, um, the adults stay the one hall. The children go in downstairs for uh-huh. childrens ministry, uh, and uh, we finish the 12:30 our okay. church. And mm-hmm. every Wednesday we have a praying time online, mm-hmm. and uh, people uh, share their needs. And mm-hmm. they're pray, praying requests. That's
6: on Wednesdays, you
4: on, said? Okay. Uh, yeah, every Wednesday. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. Okay,
7: okay, awesome, fantastic. One of the things that really impressed me was how this this was a very brand new Christian church with a bunch of brand new Christians. And by the time I went there, they were already planting churches other places in the country. Can you tell us a little bit about your church's church planting activities?
4: Um, Through our development center, we planted the two churches. And uh, one of them is uh, Gobi Church. And uh, that uh, pastor was like our project Mm -hmm. mom who have a special need child. And uh, because of that child, they came to our uh, center and have a therapy. During the therapy, we shared the gospel. And at the beginning, uh, she really uh, negative because her dad was the big Buddhist person. And then and she changed it, and now she became the pastor of the Gobi Church. Hmm. That church really growing and very uh, active. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah.
6: Awesome. Fantastic. That's exciting. Uh, how can Christians in America support... You and your work in the the work of churches in Mongolia.
4: And after COVID, uh, our church uh, divided two two parts. Our pastors and elders started uh, to to have a new church. And now we don't have pastors and elders. Uh So please pray about this. Okay. Okay.
6: All right. Um, Well, how about then... um, Let's just take a moment, y'all mind, if I lead us in a special prayer for them and their needs, what they need. I don't know how much you followed here, but but the pastor, the elders of the church moved out to start a new church. And what they need is they need a new pastor and they need new elders uh, for leadership, which would be huge in any church. So let's take a few minutes and let's pray about that. OK, uh, God, you are good and you are faithful and uh, Lord, you are um, you are building your church. You're building your church. And, uh, God, you're building your church all over the world. Uh, and here, you're building your church in Mongolia and elsewhere, and we're, we're grateful for that. Uh, Lord, everywhere, um, uh, I look, I see a need for leaders and leadership. And, uh, the need that, that, uh, Jerry's church is facing in Mongolia is not unique. And, uh, so uh, Jesus said that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. And God, because you have instructed us to pray for workers, uh, we know that this is is on your heart and on your mind. So uh, my prayer is, God, that you would raise up people uh, in leadership, raise up for them a pastor, raise up for them uh, elders to help give leadership to their church. And I pray that you would do this for the honor and the glory of your name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Can you all give Jerry a big, big hand, please? Thank you so much, Jerry. All right. Thank you, Katie. I appreciate that. All right. Um, was that interesting for you guys? Was that good? Okay. Uh, I I thought when I found out that they were going to be here, I just thought, you know, uh, we we don't get to meet people. Have you ever met anybody from Mongolia before today? I mean, I hadn't. Uh, But I thought it would be kind of unique to hear a little bit of their story and a little bit about uh, the way church is there. Uh, Today, we're going to do a couple of things. We're going to... Uh, Obviously, I'm going to bring a message to you. We will worship a little bit more. uh, But then after church, we're going to be setting up. So we're going to need some men to go back, get tables, set them up. And then we're going to have some fried chicken and food. And we're just going to enjoy some time together. Uh, For me, I know uh, Father's Day for me is something I really look forward to. uh, Mostly because Joy makes me a huge uh, stack of oatmeal cookies uh, with walnuts in them. And uh, that's something I always look at, uh, look forward to. She also uh, uh, prepares, uh, you know, usually a yummy meal that I really enjoy. Uh, I love when I get to see my kids. Now that my kids are growing up, they're out of the house. Uh, unfortunately, I'm only going to get to see one of them today. Uh, but, uh, but for me, I, I like celebrating uh, uh, Father's Day. I really do. Uh, and a lot of us, I know that many of us have uh, some very, very fun and very, very good. Uh, Father's Day memories through the years. Uh, but Father's Day isn't always uh, a fun experience for everybody. Uh, sometimes people, they come into Father's Day, uh, perhaps they lost their dad in the last year or they lost their dad perhaps years before, but they're missing uh, someone who's really, really important in their life. And so when we come to Father's Day, we come uh, really a lot of times with mixed emotions. And for a lot of us, we come in and we think it's supposed to be really, really happy, but someone around us may be hurting and we're not even aware of it. And, uh, and I, I kind of want to recognize that right up front uh, because I, I think that's important. I, I want to share with you uh, just a few, um, few experiences I have with my dad. And then I want to share with you a few words uh, from God's word, if I can. Uh, when I was growing up, um, most of my memories with my dad were really, really good. I mean, there's some memories that uh, I, I'm sure if my dad could do life over again, he would do some things differently. But my dad did a lot of things right as well. And in, um, but but my dad used to love to have a good time. He loved to laugh. He loved making other people laugh. Sometimes he made loved making people laugh at my expense, uh, which was not always fun. But my dad was just kind of a joker. He really was. And so we used to play this game called Last Hit. And, uh, anybody ever play Last Yet? No? Okay, this is just something that happens in the Ron's Ball household, okay? Uh, and, and the way the game goes is, is my dad would like, it's kind of like playing tag, okay? Uh, but my dad would like tag me and he'd say, Last Yet, but he would say it in a way that was like extremely annoying, okay? And of course, you know you have to, you know, and and he's ready for it. So he's like last hit, takes off running. Okay, so you're trying to run him down, trying to get to get him and hit him last hit, last hit. And we're going back and forth. And uh, and we used to do that. Um, another tender moment, uh, memory I have with my dad was as a real little guy, uh, back, uh, well. When I was a kid growing up, we had a black and white TV. We did not have a TV remote to change channels. This was before TV remotes, and uh, it was back with you as a kid. You were part of the antenna to help, you know, to to get the t- antenna to catch and tune up the old Tim Hawkins thing. Um, but but I can remember as a boy, my dad would sometimes he would lie on the living room floor where he's arm's length away from the TV, where he could change channels. And that's the way he would channel surf, okay? He'd be laying on the floor like two or three feet from the TV, and then he would just change channels. And the thing is, channel surfing, did you only had three channels you could watch. It's like you can't do a lot of surfing. But I remember my dad laying on the floor, and when I was a real little guy, I could fit like right between his shoulder and his hip. And so he'd be lying on his side with his head on his hand, and I'd be lying, like, right here uh, with my elbow up and my head on my hand. And and that was um, uh, just uh, something, you know, it was my favorite place to watch TV. You know, it didn't really matter what we watched. didn't matter how many times he changed the channel. As long as I could be right there, I was fine. Um, uh, another tender moment I had with my dad, and this is a story I've shared before, um, uh is was when um I was a uh, I don't know how old I was, that's probably eight, nine years old, something like that. But um there was uh anybody when when I was a kid, do you remember anybody remember when we used to drink sodas out of a bottle and you would get it out of a soda machine and you would pop the top off of it, okay? And and some of us remember those days, but you'd pop the top off of it and the, the little top to the bottle would fall down into this little slot that was made for it. And, um, and so, at that time, Sprite was not necessarily my favorite drink, but what they did was they had, uh, they, were, they were giving away this little model car that would run on this fuel mixture. I don't know exactly what the fuel mixture was, but what you had to do to get this car is you had to, to collect enough bottle caps from Sprite, send it in, and you would get this free car that would run, Okay. And so what I did was that summer, I would walk every day from my house down to Bonner's Thriftway, which is about, I don't know, it's probably about a mile or so from my house. And I would always buy a bottle of Sprite. And then I would ask Mr. Bonner if he would open up the machine and let me get all the bottle caps out. So I'd I'd have to buy a bottle of Sprite. It was like 10 cents so I could, you know, so I could get it. And then he would like... You know, he was always very kind and very, very patient and he would always open up the machine so I could get all the bottle caps. And um eventually I collected enough of these caps that I was able to send it off to Sprite and I was able to get this little little model car. And um, so I was like so excited that I'd gotten this because I'd you know, I'd worked along long hard to, to collect enough bottle caps in order to do this and uh and so uh, we were going to take it. There was a church that was close to where we lived, with a big parking lot, and the way the car was set up, you had to—it was tied to a string, uh, and uh, and and then you would put this nail into the pavement. Which I'm sure the church didn't mind that we drove a nail into the into their 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 parking lot, but um, we prayed about it before we did it. We were certain that God said it was all right, <laughs> and um, and so we're. My dad's trying to get this car started, and every time he tries to start it, it won't start. And he tries it again and again and again. And what was happening for my dad as he was trying to start the car and he couldn't start it. First of all, it was important to him because it was important to me to get it started. But eventually, it was no longer about me. It was more about getting the car started And for my dad, he was getting more and more frustrated. And as my dad began to get more and more frustrated, he became more and more angry. And anger was something my dad really struggled with. Okay, My dad's an awesome man, but he struggled with anger. And um, and eventually, uh, in his anger, he began to say some things uh, that uh, probably most of us, many of us have said before, but we'd prefer not to say again. Uh, particularly not in church, but uh, he began to say some things. And I remember as a little kid just feeling like sick, you know, sick to my my stomach. Because I felt like in a way that I was responsible for my dad's anger. You got that? Okay. So uh, eventually, uh, I don't remember what happened, but none of it was pretty. Uh, We get in the car, we drive back home. And, uh, and so what I would do when my dad was angry is I would just go in my room, I'd close the door, and I would just play. I lived in my own little secret world and, uh, and just would get lost in my imaginary play because that was my safe place. And uh, so when I was in my bedroom uh, a little bit later, my dad came and he knocked on my door. And uh, when he knocked on my door, I mean, Obviously, I'm going to answer it, and so I answered the door. And he said, "Can Dad come in?" I said, "Sure." And uh, what my dad proceeded to tell me, he said, "He said, "Um, Gary, what I did today was wrong. What I did today was wrong. What I said was wrong. Um, uh, There's no excuse. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me?" He said, "What I did was wrong." I'm sorry, there's no excuse. Will you forgive me? In that moment, and, and what I said to my dad is, I said, oh, that's okay. That's okay. And my dad said, no, it's not okay. It's not okay. What I did was wrong. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? That experience was a very tender moment for me. See, there are some things that there is no excuse for. There are some things that are no, there's no excuse for. It's just simply wrong. And there are times where we need to humble ourselves and say what I did was wrong. There's no excuse. I am so sorry. Will you forgive me? And I believe that is the mark of a good father. The good father knows when to say he's wrong. There's no excuse. Will you forgive me? Um, for all of us, we, we have dads. We have dad experiences. Some of those experiences are good. Some of those experiences may be bad. And the truth is, is that, that we have human fathers who are imperfect. And if you're a dad, you're imperfect. And if you're imperfect, there are times where you've got to say, I was wrong, will you forgive me? To be a really, really good dad. Does that make sense? You with me there? That being said, that being said, I want to share with you two quotes, uh, if I can, uh, from a guy named David Stoop. Anybody heard of David Stoop before? Uh, He's a clinical psychologist. Um, He is, um, I'm not sure if he's still living or not. Clinical psychologist. a Ph.D. has written a few books, uh, but one of his books that he wrote was a book called Making Peace with Your, Your Father. And I read this book, I don't know, it's been a long time ago. It was first published over 30 years ago, and I probably read it 15 years ago, something like that, uh, maybe longer. But in this book, uh, he says a couple of things uh, in the very last chapter that I thought was very, very powerful. And in one of the things he says this on, on page 233 of his book, he says, many, perhaps most of our ideas about God. OK, now I want you to hear this. I really want you to hear this, because what he says is very important. Many, perhaps most of our ideas about God come from what we see and experience in the natural realm. A lot of our life experiences shape the way we understand God as our father. That's what he's saying. Uh, and, and he's saying this as a psychologist, someone who's done a lot of counseling, been with a lot of people. He says, um, uh, uh, many, perhaps most of our ideas about God come from what we see and experience in the natural realm uh, with our earthly father. When that relationship is flawed, and it always is, okay? When that relationship is flawed, as it inevitably is, we tend to project those flaws onto God. Let me give you an example. If your dad struggled with anger, sometimes you can view God as an angry God. If your dad struggled with being passive, sometimes you can view God as being passive. If you whatever you deal with, oftentimes with your dad, oftentimes gets represented in the way we think about God. We tend to project these flaws onto God, assuming often without thinking about it or even realizing that we are doing it, that he must be like our fathers in these respects. Uh, it's very interesting. I was listening to a sermon the other day by this guy named Louis Giglio and um, And he was talking about God as our father, but he was talking about uh, he he was talking about he, he was he was speaking to people, mostly millennials, who are referred to by some people as the fatherless generation. See, a lot of people, they grew up with a dad who perhaps he wasn't physically present because of divorce. Maybe he wasn't present because he was dead or maybe he wasn't present because he was always at work. But they've grown up with this idea that God is somehow disconnected from their daily lives, their daily experience. Now, sometimes these kinds of life experiences, whether we know it or not, begin to shape the way we think about God. In his book, he goes on to say this. He says, human fatherhood is not the pattern for divine fatherhood. In other words, we should never look to our dads to tell us what God is like. We tend to do that, but we're not supposed to do that. He says, human fatherhood is not the pattern for divine fatherhood. Just the opposite is true. Divine fatherhood came first. It is to be the model for human fatherhood. So, guys, you want to know how to be a good father? Look at God. Look at God. Um, uh. Divine fatherhood is to be the model for human fatherhood, not the other way around. When we project our human experience of fatherhood onto God, we are pointing the projector in the wrong direction. We need to begin with what the Bible says about God and then take that as our model for human fatherhood. I want to share with you uh, three texts of Scripture, and then I want to tell you one story from the Bible. Uh, And and I want to... what I want, three scriptures. Let me just go through the scripture, these three scriptures real quick, okay? Romans chapter 8 verse 15 and 16 says this. So you have not received a spirit. You have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Okay? You have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit. One thing things we've been talking about, we've been going through the, the book of Acts, and we've been talking about the Holy Spirit who was poured out on the church on the day of Pentecost. And that every true believer in Jesus, God has given us his Holy Spirit. You have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now, we call him Abba Father. Can you say Abba Father? Abba Father. Abba Father. Kind of a strange phrase. Abba, father. Uh, Abba, um, I, I think, it, uh, Rich, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. The, uh, the, the phrase for, for father in German, or maybe, Nathan, you can correct me. I don't know. Opa. Is that correct? Opa's grandpa? How do you say dad? Father? Okay. Okay. That totally ruins everything, okay? Okay. When you were a little kid, what did you call your Father? Dad, dad, daddy, okay? Abba is the Aramaic way of saying father. It's the, or saying like dad. Like there's a different word for father, another word for for daddy. And it's interesting to me is that we always translate, translate it, transliterate it. We don't really translate the word. We translate the other words, but we transliterate the word Abba. In other words, we're not giving an English equivalent. We're just simply giving the Aramaic word. I think it's because we're uncomfortable with thinking of God as daddy-father. And yet that's exactly what Paul was saying in the text. He was literally saying, if you were to use the dynamic equivalent, the actual kind of word that we would use in English for Abba, we wouldn't use the word Abba. That's a transliteration. It is just simply the Aramaic word written with English letters. But it's like calling God Daddy. Now, anybody comfortable calling God Daddy? I'm not. So you can call him Abba Father. That's fine. All right? The whole point is this. The whole point of the text is, is now we call him Abba Father. For his spirit, God's spirit, joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. The, the, the point that, that, that Paul is making in the text is simply this is that, that, that the relationship that we, as followers of Jesus, have with God is one of great intimacy. Uh, you know, I was recently reading this book, and um, uh, Praying Like Monks, Living Like Fools. And, uh, and Tyler Staten was talking about prayer in the book. And he's got a lot of great thoughts on prayer. He really does. It's, it's a book worth reading. Uh, Rich told me he re- recently picked it up, started reading it. It's a great book. But one of the things he talks about, he talks about the the Lord's Prayer, but the Lord's Prayer begins with what? Our Father. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed or holy is your name. But we begin, when Jesus was instructing his disciples about how to pray, he instructed them to pray to God as Father, our Father. He is our Father. And and, uh, just... You know, one of the things that I've started doing recently in prayer is I will begin just by saying, God, you are my father and I'm your son. You are my father and I am your son. You are my father and I am your son. And I say it just like that. And the reason I do it is because I need to understand God's love for me. And yesterday, I had a, a wedding that I had to do, uh, you know, over in Rockland. It was a great wedding. We had a great time. It was a really good time. And uh, But my son had reached out to me the, the day before, and he had texted me. He tried to call me. I was in the middle of doing the, the rehearsal, and uh, so I... You know, I, I didn't look to see who it was, but later I saw that Caleb had tried to call me, and then I saw he had texted me, and he said, Hey, Dad, can I drive over tomorrow morning? And can we go for a bike ride? And I just was like, oh, man. You know, it's like I wanted to go for a bike ride with my son. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't want to do my job as a pastor. It's not that the, I, but it's just like I long to be with my son. I long to be with my son. My daughters, you know, Faithy texted me this morning and she said, "Dad, I wished I could come up and give you a hug today for Father's Day." I long for a hug from my daughter. When God is describing himself to us as a father, he's just describing a relationship of of intimacy. God doesn't want you to think of him as Something, someone distant. Really not that concerned or caring that much about your daily life. And sometimes if you kind of feel like God is way off and distant, that might be a reflection maybe of some things of a relationship with your own dad more than with God. Is that making sense at all? Is it what we need to understand when the Bible tells us that God is our father... um, what the Bible is saying. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18 says this. It says, I will be a father to you. By, By the way, this is a quote from the Old Testament. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And in the quote from the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, it talks about how God is a father of the fatherless. And before Jesus, it was like we were fatherless. But through Jesus, we now have this father who is God. That, that, that if you, ladies, I'm speaking to you for a moment. I'm speaking to you for just a moment. God cherishes you. He cherishes you as his daughter. Every single individual one of you is cherished by God. God's not up in heaven saying, oh, there's four billion women in the world, and she's just one of them. You know, for for us, it's hard to see. How could God cherish me when there's so many people? Let me tell you, I have two daughters. It's not like the day that Faithy was born, you know, Cass was born first, then Faith was born. It's not like on that day that Faith was born, it was like, oh, okay, Cass, I only have half as much love for you as I used to have. It wasn't like that. It wasn't, my love for, for Cass was not diminished the day Faith was born. Now, I'm just a human dad with human capacities. But our God has infinite capacity. And he cherishes every single daughter he has for the rest of your life. I want you to think of yourself, if you belong to Jesus, if you have called on Jesus to save you, I want you to think of yourself as a beloved child. Cherished daughter of God. Men. I'm speaking to you now. I want you to know. That you are very, very special to God. You are his son. That that God cares for you as his son as much as I care for my son. As much as I long to be with my son to go for a bike ride with him, he longs to spend time with you. You know, I, I, I once heard a buddy of mine who was a pastor at the time say that the highlight of his day was the, was the time he spent with God every morning in prayer and in the Word, which I think is the way it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be the highlight of our day, spending time with God. Let me tell you. One of the highlights of God's day every day is the time you spend with Him. By the way, spending time with God doesn't have to happen sitting at a desk with a Bible in front of you. It can happen in a stroll through the woods. It can happen in a ride on a bike. It can happen. I've heard it said before, I think there's theological problems with this. It can happen on a golf course. Actually, I think if you love playing golf, I think going out playing solo but playing with God is a great way to spend time with God. I really do. But, but uh, God delights in you and in His sons. One, one more verse. Uh, 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 says this. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that's what we are. What I want you to recognize and see is that God's love for you is great. See that word, great? Can you say great? great? See what great love. Can you say great love? great love? What great love the Father has lavished. You know what lavish means? It's like being given in like, you know, outrageous portions. The God's love for you is like extravagant. That he loves you. Uh, he loves you. Uh, as his child. Um, I'm going to pray in just a moment. If the worship team wants to go ahead and come on up, I'm going to encourage you to come up, please. Um, so, um, what the Bible teaches us, that because of the gospel, because of the gospel, by, by the way, none of my children became my children because they earned it. Okay? They didn't become my children because they earned it it's not like my my son had to study and pass some exams it's not like my son had to become a really really good boy to become my dad or become my son for me to become his dad it's not like my daughters had to be really really good girls to become my daughters how did my daughters become my daughters they were born right Isn't that how it happened? Pretty sure. Pretty sure that's how it happens. You're born and you become either a son or daughter of your parents. We don't become God's children by the things we do. See, there are some people, they think that they are Christians because they do good things. They go to church. They obey the Ten Commandments. They keep the Beatitudes, or at least a couple of them, you know. They they do they, they read their Bible, they they do these twenty things and they don't do these five things. The the way we become children of God isn't by the things we do, and it isn't by being born. The way we become God's children is by being born again. Being born again. See, the moment you are born again. The moment you come to a place where you see your sin and you recognize your sin and you don't try to excuse your sin, you call your sin what it is, inexcusable. This is sin. What I've done, the the direction I pursued is sin. And the moment we repent and we, we turn from our sin and we call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to save us, what happens, according to the Scriptures, is we are born again and we become God's children. And so, today, whether you're here physically present, whether you're watching through YouTube or through, through Facebook, today I want to ask you, have you been born again? I'm not asking you if you're religious. I'm not asking you if you go to church. I'm not asking you if you read your Bible. I'm asking you one thing. Have you been born again? Have you repented? Have you turned from your sin? Have you turned to Jesus? Put your faith and hope in Him and called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to save you. And today, if that hasn't happened, I want to encourage you right now, just quietly in your heart, To say, God, I need you. I need you. I want to turn from my sin. And I want to put my faith, my hope in Jesus. And I want to be born again. And I want. I want to be your son. I want to be your daughter. And that's what the gospel does for us. It makes people who used to be enemies of God and sinners into his beloved children. Uh, I want to lead you in a prayer. And if this is your prayer, you can just pray it silently to yourself. But it's just like this. Lord Jesus, I need you. I ask you to come into my life and forgive my sin. God, I want to turn from my sin. And Lord Jesus, I want you to save me.
7: Save
2: me.
6: Make me the kind of person you want me to be. Make me into your beloved child. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Uh, I would like to ask you, if you said that prayer today, to touch base with me before you leave. You can email me, you can text me, call me, whatever works better for you. But I would like to talk to you more about that. And I'll turn it over to the worship team.
0: Thank you, Gary. You know, that passage from 1 John has uh, always been so special to me. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called his sons and daughters. What a blessing that is. What a privilege that is. And um, a couple of things I want to mention to you before we uh, have our, our lunch together is uh, just a few special announcements to remind you about. You know, when you get involved in a small group and you start to unpack the Word of God together and you start to, for example, take a deeper, closer look at a passage like first from First John 3, it kind of, I mean, at least in my experience, just becomes all the more real when you realize that others are in the same position as you, the same position to receive that love and uh, and talk about how amazing it is and talk about how blessed we are to be able to receive it. So if you haven't... Uh, joined a small group yet i want to invite you to do so there are a few different ones going on right now and you can find out more information about them on our app and on our website so i encourage you to check those out also encourage you to mark your calendars for july 2nd for our ice cream social and i, I so appreciate um Uh, the Conrads and the Friedrichs for organizing that and organizing what's happening today and for creating opportunities for us to connect and uh, do life together and share meals together. So please uh, take time uh, to be with us that day and share a meal. As we said last week, ice cream can be a meal. It's got to have calcium for strong bones and whatnot. So, So mark that. And also, I want to thank everyone so very much for those of you who give faithfully and generously. And we want to worship God with our giving. And, you know, we are the stewards of the gifts that he has entrusted to us. And that's a privilege as well. And so I want to encourage you... um, to continue giving faithfully and generously to that mission of inviting people to follow Jesus. Because that is that is what colors and influences everything that we do. That's why we do what we do. You're making an internal investment when you give that way. So thank you very much for doing that. And you can give in several different ways, as you can see right there. So thank you for that. And as Gary mentioned as well earlier, uh, if we could have a few guys here bring out six tables from our Adventure Zone classroom in the closet. We need six tables to start with at least uh, for our lunch. We'd appreciate your help very, very much. So let's stand together one more time. And before we do our closing song, I want to thank Gary and Rich and Dure. There she is. For sharing your story with us. Thank you so very much. Okay. Thank you for what you and your team are doing in Mongolia to love and serve the people there. It's just an honor to know you and to partner with you in ministry. Thank you. All right. So whether it's building his kingdom here or in Mongolia, we can celebrate. It's a good thing. Right, let's put our hands together
3: now. Alright, church, let's sing. Come set, set your rule and
1: reign
3: In our, hearts again. In our, our hearts, hearts again Increase in us in we pray, pray. Unveil, Unveil while we're, while we're made. made Come, Come set our hearts ablaze with hope Like wildfire in our very soul Holy Spirit, come, come. to us now We are your church We need your power in us We seek your kingdom first we hunger and we thirst, refuse to waste our lives for Your our joy and pride. To see the captive hearts released, the hurt, the sick, the poor at peace. We lay down our lives for Heaven's cause. We are Your church. Revive this earth. Every square inch of this earth, sing a church. Build your kingdom here. Let the darkness fear. Show your mighty hand. Heal our streets
4: and land. Set your church on fire.
3: Win this nation back. Change the atmosphere. Build your kingdom here, we pray. Once again, happy Father's Day. Stick around for lunch.
0: And guys, thank you for your help with the tables. We really appreciate it.